My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Units, your sisters in the love of vacation entertainment. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And this is, you're thinking there, you looked at the title and you saw Hit List and you're like, wait a second, What's Sky's here. We've recruited her for, we, we occasionally recruit her into our into our nonsense on the hit list. Uh, and so she's here as a special hit list guest Woo! this week. Yay! Yay! Uh, talk about what I think is just the, the quintessential uh, be gay, do crime film that I think has ever been made. Basically. Uh, at least definitely for South Korea. <laughs> yes, for South Korea. Um, and we're talking about the 2016 film the Handmaiden, which uh, I believe is on Amazon Prime, if you're in the states. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's if... fairly easy to find, like yeah, purchase wise. Yeah, yes. So it, it's a very, it was a very popular, famous film, uh, and it's time, and we're gonna talk about it. And as always with these hit list episodes, y'all about to get spoiled. And this is a a movie that like spoilers yeah spoilers and if you haven't seen it please go watch it before listening to us because we don't want to be responsible for spoiling some of the greatest plot twists you've ever seen right and Uh, we also kind of like let's be real we all we talk in circles a lot so we're not going to be linear and like this doesn't work if you don't know what's going on in the film it's not gonna help you Well, I mean, and so if you haven't watched it, there are content warnings. We mm-hmm. won't get it, but like, be aware of those things, like suicidal type thing. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's things. Yeah. Uh, so, so before you go watch it, we, warnings. There's a lot of nudity and sex. There's um, there's suicide. There's some gore. There's, there's like some, light, there's like light, there's light, blood. violent gore. Um, there's creeps just <laughs> there's creeps. men there's men so, like, and they're, uh... they're creeps so keep that in mind uh because mm-hmm. oh boy <laughs> they be creeping there is a bit of child violence it's not too yes. much but it is there that i think that like some people might be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. it yeah yeah so uh, uh that's what we're gonna talk about today um so Jesse and I had already seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. I saw it probably in like 2018, I'd say. So it's been like a while. It's been a while for me. I've seen it a couple of times, but like they were fairly close together. I mm. rewatched. So it had been a while. Like I rewatched it yesterday in anticipation yeah. of doing this episode, but yeah, it had been a while. Mm. And I, I rewatched it today because. You know, yeah, because I could and I did, uh, but Sky had never seen it, so no. she went into this. Uh, just I don't know if she, I don't know, Sky, what did you expect? When you went <laughs> yeah. into I don't want to speak so, to you, so I've wanted to watch it for a while, I just hadn't made time. And so, <clears throat> being in Korean entertainment fan spaces, like. I've tried to not read a lot about it before because I knew it was something that I wanted to eventually mm-hmm. watch, right? Um, so I think something that's interesting is when I do that, I still end up with some type of impression of something before I 
watch it. I still end up with some knowledge, even though I try to avoid. So it's funny how... Like, for instance, the movie has, like, three parts to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it straight Mm -hmm. up says part one, part two, part three. And, like, I was very unaware that was... There's no way I would have known that. But that kind of threw me for a loop because I didn't... The way it all unfolded, like, all this stuff Mm -hmm. happened and it felt like that feels like an end. Like, and... And so then it was like, oh, then we're going to kind of revert. Like, we're going to kind of start from the beginning this direction and so like i was very unaware of that but the impression that i was under i knew that there was kind of a lot of you know some explicit sexuality i knew that they're like lesbian vibes at least like i didn't really know um i i had seen i had seen a clip before of like them being on the boat at the end like with one of them in a hat like so like i kind of i saw a little so like but i i was very Mm -hmm. unaware of I knew that they were creepy dudes. That I kind of knew they were creepy dudes, and they got away from creepy dudes. Like that is really mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. I knew going into this, and so I felt like it was going to be this linear escape <laughs> plot. Thing. <laughs> and oh boy, is that well, not the case? Well, so, so in my brain, in my brain, what the plot was was going to be like things will happen, and. Then they're gonna like off the dudes, and they're gonna peace out on the boat. Like that's like what I thought Louisa. was gonna happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, so um. Yeah, I mean, I mean but but it's there. I was the thing I was very unaware of from the get go was how um I think Kim Tae-ri's character mm-hmm. is, is that the correct term? Yep. How her her, her character was like a con artist of sorts mm-hmm. i was i was very unaware of that i really thought she was just straight up servant like okay. i didn't know that yeah. that was an aspect that she was character. like part of the like plot of the right uh, mm-hmm. so like that threw me for a loop like on bad i was like dude i'm like <laughs> i was already into it but i was like oh she's like a con artist person i'm in like that's less. <laughs> <Stay> yes <laughs> and so yeah like, I, and I really did enjoy the three-part thing. I thought that was, I thought the way it was told was very cool because mm-hmm. I, again, I was expecting fairly linear, like, chronological the entire thing. Oh, it was not that. So that was really cool. Like, I wasn't ready for the unique yeah. storytelling aspect of it. Yeah. I always really like stories where it tells it and then you think something is happening and then it starts again from the beginning to be like, by the way, this is the you other just, perspective. You just got got. That is yeah. not what's happening. But this this movie goes even further because then there's a third part where it's like those first two parts you got got again, yeah. <laughs> not again. Like no, like there's mm-hmm. machinations within machinations. But, but what was also nice about it because sometimes when movies or shows do that, there's a lot of. Um, kind of your manipulation to where you really mm-hmm. like you thought you saw it this way but you really saw it this way type mm-hmm. thing yeah. and that's not what that's not the way this was portrayed it was just like ah uh, but here here's also what was ha- like yeah it was the additional thing the additional layer that you were unaware of yeah. and i thought I, I like that as opposed to like ha huh, like we got you bad yeah where like there would have been no way you would have known anything type yeah thing. i also like that like you had the sense of what was going on and kind of the manipulation of everyone else. But the 
that like all the characters also even though they had these like schemes like ahead they like knew what they were doing there was also like this kind of like air about them though they were they kind of changed midway too they were like oh actually like yeah i'm having feelings for this girl so let's just do this like there was still that kind of like even even though they were manipulating everybody else and had this like evil plan or whatever they still like showed them kind of like derailing themselves almost in like in a, a good way and it like eventually helps out like you know the main couple but I just thought that was like an interesting little mm. added touch to it. It was kind of like, you know, give it the characters a little bit of something. Yeah. I also just really enjoyed how the overall theme of the movie was just, damn, men ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and also, yeah. men, easy to fuck with. <laughs> Those were the two, the, two, the two conclusions that this movie comes to, is that and, and he thought shit. he we, thought he was thought, doing so he well. He thought he was doing something. Okay, we should probably like before we go too deep, give you a basic, just for anyone who was never gonna watch this, okay, and just comes to listen to us because they're like, okay, I can watch vicariously through them telling me what was fun about it because I don't, I can't take some aspect of it. Okay, um, you meet uh, Suki who is sort of a petty criminal, who is the daughter of a petty criminal who was hung for being a petty criminal, um, who gets hired by this con man, who's like, I, there's this girl. She's, this is in 1930s Korea during Japanese occupation. So like just before everything starts to go down, World War II vibes, okay? Um, So, He's like, I got the biggest score of our lives. There's this heiress who lives with her uncle. Her uncle, bit of a D-bag, okay? She inherited all this money from her parents, but he wants to marry his own niece to get her money? Gross. So, but I want to help her in a way, but also just steal all her money myself because I deserve it more than her creepy incestuous uncle. Because, oh, okay. poor me. Poor me. And then so, and then the plan is to dump her at the madhouse. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, so what you're going to do is I got you a job as her new personal maid and you're going to convince her I'm going to like show up and like be suave and seduce her and you're going to convince her to marry me and then we're going to go to Japan, get married and then I'm going to get her to transfer all of her money to me and then I'm going to say she's crazy and put her in an insane asylum and then I'm going to give you $50,000 or whatever, however much, I think it was 50000 It said 50000 whatever that yeah, like was. clothing, I think, was yeah. like the main Yeah, you can take, you can yeah. steal whatever you want from her and yeah. I'll, and she's like, okay, fine, but I also want money on top of it. And he's like, done. So then she's like, okay, I'm gonna go be this lady's maid. And I hear that she's just kind of simple and Maybe never goes weird. anywhere and kind of weird and just sits at home and reads books, just loves reading books lie number one one thing this girl doesn't like doing it's reading books yeah what aspect of this by the way if you're thinking oh there's like bookish themes no. that sounds charming do not come it's, to this movie for bookish themes I mean, there, are, there are books but it ain't charming it ain't <laughs> no. so 
So she she goes and she works in this, you know, moves into this, you know, estate where all the maids are really mean to her and everyone's kind of douchey to the, you know, the, the girl, the lady who lives there. Also, the uncle's fucking weird as hell um, uh-huh. and off-putting. And she's like, okay, this is fucking weird. But then she's like, well, I got to stick to the plan. But oh no, she kind of feels bad for this secluded heiress. Yeah, she feels bad. That's what she feels. And then, no, 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 she starts out feeling bad. And then she feels... For like two seconds. A little (laughs) horny about it, right? And she's like, damn, this girl's also the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And... I'm down to clam. Well, well, I did did like the line, because there's a little bit of, like inward narration for a second and she's mm-hmm. like he could have warned me that she was so pretty so yeah. <laughs> yeah. i but- had to take a moment because i was kind of fluxum thank you <laughs> I- and, yes, very gorgeous okay the actress who plays her uh kim minhee gorgeous gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous gorgeous um so then you know the plot progresses as per his plot except that they also be, be fucking um they go to japan the marriage takes place but then oh no they throw the maid into the insane asylum what's going on what a plot twist we then get taken back 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 so then it's part two yeah part two begins where you you learn about the absolutely i don't even know what word to use for her this you know heiress's upbringing um when she's like six seven eight like like young yeah horror story but like not a horror movie yeah yeah it's so basically you find out that no the uncle isn't just weird and trying to sell oh yeah he was apparently he was trying to sell like forged books was like the uncle's big money making scheme that's not what was going on. Uh, what what the uncle is doing is the uncle's just a fucking pervert who was making his wife do erotic readings to these creepy old men who would then pay to, like, have her BDSM them. But the wife, not into it, and then hung herself. So I actually... I will wait to have a question. Asterisk there. I will. I will discuss that later. Okay. It, I wondered if it was an inward thought thing. Like, it was... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so then, after the wife dies, he's then making his little niece, who at the time is, like, ten years old. Yeah, she's tiny. She's, like, yeah. child. Cute little actress. Um, makes her take over for his dead wife, uh, being entertaining creepy men, which is where... Mm-hmm. The con man comes in because he goes to one of these creepy old man erotic reading parties. Um, and then t- starts ingratiating himself mm-hmm. in, like, with the uncle. And then is, like, to the to the girl, like, hey, let's you and I come to an agreement. We split your fortune. Get away from your uncle. Okay? And then I will get you another identity that you can live under because I know someone who, who no one will miss if we get rid of them. And thus enters Suki. The... But then <laughs> the heiress is like, but wait a second, this girl actually genuinely cares about me. 
what if, and then is like, hey, Suki, this is then part three begins. Where she's like, what <laughs> if you and I triple cross the con man, who mm-hmm. we all know is a con man, and pretend like his plan is going to work, but then we do to him what he did to us. And we take off and live lesbian happy lives and steal his identity. (laughs) (laughs) And incredible. Just (laughs) chef's kiss. Um, Story wise, like lovely movie. It still, it could have been a drama. And they could have like yeah, it could have it could have filled twenty solid episodes of oh, unraveling yeah. like the shit this. They oh, yeah. doing this. Mind you, it would definitely never be a drama. Yeah, it would never. Be- <laughs> <laughs> but I was just meaning, even plot wise, like that, as far as the unraveling of the crossing and stuff, because mm-hmm. like they had to click along with this in order to yeah. cover all this so quick. Mm-hmm. Like there was not really a moment of oh we're just chilling. No, like it was yeah. stuff was happening. No, no. mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like wait. Why? Wait, she's going into the mental hospital. Oh wait, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't even give you like a few beats to like think about that. It was like, nope. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Now let's, let's tell you why this just happened. Back. <laughs> go to this like, other room. It is such such a tightly written and filmed show, and mm-hmm. beautifully filmed. Oh my gosh, movie. so pretty. Like gorgeously filmed. Um, abs- absolutely fantastic. Uh, very sort of like a gothic feel to it too like when you're watching it like yeah that's that's like the vibe that you get it's got like kind of like european vibes to it yeah the it's directed like but like also just like skewed just a little because there's like hints of like japanese Mm -hmm. filmography too like it's it's got this like kind of skew in like different elements and it makes it fun and enjoyable kind of like the uh the house so mm. the main house mm. the architecture is like half british or something and half japanese, japanese. Yeah. yeah and the, yeah like they said that for a second so yeah and it had our it had our lady kim Sook in it yes she, she was so good i just want to say great job not not playing her usual lovely mother. Yeah, she's not lovely um, in this, but no, she's fantastic. But she's, yeah. she's kind a, of a piece of shit. A, not a fun grandma kind, or mom. Kind of a bad bad person. Yeah, who seems totally cool with sexual exploitation of minors for some yeah. fucking reason. Um, who knows? This movie is just absolutely fantastic. this this type of this type of thing though, like. It makes me ask questions like, how do these rich dudes send out invitations for come to creepy erotic reading party? Like, yeah. how do you how do you have a little social circle that you create like this? Like, but, like how also, like, get a- sit around, like, just on steps, like, with yeah. each other, too? Like, not in a darkened <laughs> like, room or anything? Like, it's just a do thing, because Benjamin Franklin was doing shit like that when he was in no. Europe back in the day. So, like, they were going to freaky sex parties all the time. Like, so... I think this is like a dude thing that like they're totally cool with these weird <laughs> things together that I've ne- like it's the same thing like every time we watch like a BL and they just have a scene where it's just a bunch of dudes watching porn together and I'm like 
this fucking weird, right? Like, yeah. It's well, well, as far as as far as watching porn, yeah. right? As far as as far as dudes being like, oh, this is such a straight activity. It's like, is it though? Is it? No. Is it? <laughs> is, it like, is, is this circle jerk the straight activity that you think it is? Like, are we sure about that, that? That's that's what we're bringing up as a question. Like, did, really, really. <laughs> Like, listen, you, you tell yourself what you need to tell yourself to get through the day. But, like, you know. I mean, shall we unpack how patriarchy is super homoerotic? Like, there we go. <laughs> a little bit. But, like, but refuses to admit that it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, I do have a few questions about the, the creepy, the creepy uncle. Uh, okay. A few questions. Uh, actually, I just have one question. What the fuck was he doing with that octopus in the basement? In fact, you know what? Oh. I don't want to know what he was doing with that octopus in the basement. There's a you lot know, of things about the basement because you get the like, you know, like you see her go down when she's young to the basement. And it's like the first and only time that she's down there and you don't actually see what's going down for real. And you're like, okay, what's yeah, going on? You know on? that it's some kind of fucked up fuck dungeon down there. Like, Yeah, absolutely. and I guess like you kind of see maybe what it is when he ends up like taking the guy at the end when you know they're he's discussing how he's like he's gonna get the girls back and all this stuff and he's like you know chopping off fingers and stuff but yeah but yeah it's it's something it's it's something you don't want to know yeah and it's in and it was probably like honestly it was probably one of those things where like just put that there don't we don't explain it just put it there and then everybody's gonna be just weirded out by it so like as far as that it feels like a horror element the whole time yeah the basement like because it really does feel like whatever the worst thing you can possibly imagine Mm -hmm. it feels like that's what it was whatever that yeah and you know you're better off not knowing I gotta say, though, the actor playing the uncle, Jo Jin Woo, he's an excellent actor. He must have had to, like, scrub himself clean after every day that he was playing this role. Because he was playing the worst person you've ever seen in your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And also, I, they really made him look a lot older than he is. Like, yeah, yeah, like, wow. He, I will say I that, like, they to- knew him, like, he's the most cartoonish out of every, mm-hmm. like, character. Like, so he's very much, like, you look at him and you look, he, like, is, like, a rocking bullwinkle type, like, villain, yeah. you know? Like, very like he's constantly, constantly, like, licking his brush, like, that yeah, he's drawing with like, like ink on his mouth all the time. And, yeah. and he's carried around everywhere, and he has these crazy eyebrows that look like they're about to take flight. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, he's selling the role as creepiest man you've ever met. Just absolute criminal pervert Mm -hmm. and you're just like you know what good on you buddy like you sold this cartoonish role to make it fit in this world where nothing else is cartoonish well i will say there was one moment that i was not expecting to laugh and i laughed out loud for a second (laughs) okay there was a moment where um the heiress character she's contemplating suicide so she goes to the hanging tree situation and they end up have so then the handmaiden uh like saves her from that and is holding her up and then like has a shock for a second and like drops her (laughs) to where the heiress is 
flailing and i but like it was kind of comical and i was yeah. like i don't know if this was really supposed to be that comical but it was kind of comical and it, but it was like oh no that's no. i i feel bad laughing but i'm laughing right now like and then she's like oh no and then she goes and grabs her again. yeah it was just so funny to me it's so like sometimes uh, they didn't have a ton of banter between those two characters but that was a moment of like oh no i'm sorry like it was just really funny <laughs> I feel like with this movie, if you watched Thelma and Louise and thought to yourself, I wish they had just been lesbians. Yeah. I have not seen Thelma and Louise. <gasps> okay. Someday. Someday. Well, just, just I know, have such a long list. That's another men ain't shit movie. Mm-hmm. You, know? Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, this one has a bit more of a uh, definite ending than Thelma and Louise does. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, so, so my imagining of this was really going to be that the lead gals would like directly off the dudes and flee mm-hmm. and we we sadly did not get that type of satisfaction yeah you know i feel though that their revenge is actually more satisfying in a little bit of way because they let them destroy themselves yeah and i think it's also like it's forcing them to realize that they were played by the women yeah. like in the like, they make a point. Stabbed, like yeah, mm. it's like whatever. But like they make a point of like kind of like for like focusing on just like how like incompetent these men are and how just like they're not like they're nothing comparatively. Like even yeah. just like in the like the two sex scenes, you can see like where like one it's like definitely having the pleasure of it, but like the other she's just like sitting there like drinking, like taking shots yeah. of wine because she's like this is boring. <laughs> Yeah. Right, and I think that like that like adds to it. It's just like the show how just like incompetent and just and, like useless they are to the women because they, they serve nothing for them. They don't even serve pleasure for the women. And and they also right. believed that they were so much smarter and so much mm-hmm. more superior than this one heiress they thought was crazy and a maid they thought was stupid. Like, and that's and it's perfection. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, they were like, no, guess what? You done played yourself. You done played yourself. I, listen, the technology to give me a fake mustache exists. (laughs) (laughs) We are turning your own plan against you, and I'm taking your identity, motherfucker. (laughs) Deal with it. Like, perfection. Just chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, (laughs) <laughs> oh, you made us read these erotic things about lesbians? Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what? <laughs> guess what? Twas I, the lesbian, all along. <laughs> well, I think what was actually kind of nice about that aspect, too, was... Well, so a really cool scene was whenever it gets revealed, essentially it's the heiress showing the handmaiden, this is what he made me do. He made me read these books. So they went to the mm-hmm. library which they yeah. which mm-hmm. of course the handmaiden wasn't allowed to be in there without like you know explicit permission to so like here's so showed her the explicit like things and she she cries one tear the heiress cries one tear mm-hmm. and the handmaiden just like i want to say torches the place but she didn't directly just torch the entire she just mm-hmm. destroyed all the books destroyed she was yeah. done I was like, oh, that's awesome. I must say, I did really enjoy the part where she's, at first, when she's destroying all of these, you know, erotic books that 
you know, listen, I got no problem with erotic books. But when you're forcing erotic on someone, a child, it's yeah. fucked up, okay? Um, and when she's destroying them, at first, the, you know, the, the heiress character doesn't participate, but very mm-hmm. quickly participates and they're laughing and they're just joyfully gleefully destroying everything that this creepy uncle has spent his life building and it's perfection oh and then the additional thing i wanted to say about that was so there's a specific story an explicit story that she had to read at one point that was about lesbians it was a very particular thing and then the fact that at the end they showed them essentially reclaiming that yeah fully for themselves like yeah. that was really cool mm-hmm. that they directly did that because you know there's a, probably a lot of trauma with her character and all this stuff but like she was reclaiming that and i thought yeah. that was neat i think that yeah. was also cool like the the whole like library scene it was just that like the handmaiden show like showing her it's like no i like i understand that these books hold like something like this magical grasp on you because of your trauma and what it is but like this is all you have to do. One rip. And this yeah. is it. Like, that's it. Just do it. And then, like, because they had such a, like, strong connection and because they actually trusted each other, mm-hmm. because they had developed an actual, like, relationship with each other, like, the the heiress was able to, like, start doing it. And then they had fun with it, too. And it wasn't even, like, it was, like, cathartic, but it was also fun and, like, yeah. a, a release and, like, them just throwing him in the, like, the little or whatever or whatever yeah and then throwing like dye or whatever it was and stomping on it and stuff and just having fun it was and i think it was sort of like spoke to how easy it was to destroy her uncle's collection was how easy it was for them to destroy these men trying to ruin their lives so it was like a really nice sort of like Komen, where it's just like you are one bigger than your trauma and two you can turn it against your abusers so easily and i will help you do it full stop like i ain't scared Mm -hmm. of shit like if you're too scared to start ripping these books up i'll do it first so that you know that i'm on i've I'm in your team. I'm on your, okay. I got your back. You can see what it does to me. Like, as soon as I rip it, yeah. like, what happens? Nothing happens. Yeah. You can do it, too. Nothing happens but my fervor to rip yeah. more. Uh, it's an absolutely incredible movie. Yeah, it's definitely a movie that, like, you have to experience, like, more than just, like, us talking about it. Like, I mean, we could go into, like, super analysis, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but... It's just, it's so visually stunning. The cinematography is beautiful. The way that the uh, the director blocks scenes, it's just incredible. And just, like, the way, like, also just, like, little things, too. Like, they switch in and out of Japanese and Korean, too. And it, can, it like, mm-hmm. adds this, like, underlying layer to it. Especially if you mm-hmm. have, like, any sort of, like, knowledge of the history of that time period at that point, too. Because it kind of adds to, like, the being captured and being in a place that you don't want to by like other people you know that sort of thing and it just like this all it just like all adds to like a really great piece especially the way that like the tension builds and the thriller aspects of it builds and the reveals happen they're just even though they're like so snappy and so quick it's just like it shocks you and like immediately like i remember watching that first time when the it switches and the the handmaiden gets placed into the mental hospital it's like wait what what yeah. what's going on 
I wasn't expecting it at all. I was like, oh no, this just like threw me. Because they did not give any obvious hints. Mm -hmm. Like, really. They really didn't. And especially if you go- They took us on a ride. Like, I didn't go in knowing there was any double cross- Like, if someone said double crossing, I would have assumed it had to do with just double crossing the men and- Mm-hmm. leaving or whatever like mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's all i would have assumed i didn't expect like the women essentially double crossing each other yeah. initially yeah. i was like oh shoot oh it's i just having like rewatched it like i liked it just as much now as i did the first time i watched it i did too so like it's really good It's It's also very, mm -hmm. very tense sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when you're around the dudes, like the dudes trying to have power over the women, like those types of scenes. Mm -hmm. Very suffoc- like, very intentionally suffocating feeling. Yeah. Because they suck, and you're supposed to feel as trapped while watching it as the women Mm -hmm. do while dealing with them, which is- brilliant filmmaking it's also like it also like shows how the handmaiden starts to like break down that too like just like the way that like just her being naturally who she is Mm. starts to break down that those like layers and kind of like start to like fracture it which like just sends everything else spiraling that like is the only reason why the heiress can do what she does because she starts to realize what this person is even though she like knows that she's a con artist but like she's like i get why you're a con artist you just like that's your only job in life you just need some money but like you genuinely been kind to me in certain aspects or like you know the one time where she was like she was stopping and telling her about like how she can't like think about like her mom dying after her you know giving birth to her because like her mom would have like thought that she was the greatest thing and that she wished that she didn't feel that bad like those like yeah. moments were really nice and it's it i think the movie takes great pains to not make that like a sudden surprising character shift like when you first meet suki like the you know the handmaiden um She's telling what their job that her and her little crew of miscreants is currently up to, which is taking abandoned babies and selling them to rich Japanese families who can't have children. And she's saying that one of the women is breastfeeding them and complains. And she's like, if I was breastfeeding them, I would never complain. I would make sure that they were happy before they went to live beautiful lives. And you're just like, oh. It was actually, one of them was just the one that was breastfeeding it was their child and only breastfed her child didn't breastfeed the other ones the other ones yeah yeah. and uh and she's like i would i wouldn't do that like no i would make sure these you know children were happy before they went to live lives with rich people and so it's that sort of you start out where you're like okay she's not like some sort of cold calculated con artist no she's just the, the choices for the orphaned child of a thief who's a female are very limited in 1930s Korea. Yeah. So, and it's just like, it's something she can do. Like, she's like good at like pickpocketing and good at all this stuff. So like, that's what she's going to do because it's what's going to make her, you know, be able to survive. Yeah. 
Like if that's that's all she knows how to do. To yeah. And her ultimate dream is just to get enough money just to leave that place. Like just yeah. go as far away as possible and just live life. Like that's all. Live she an ordinary do. life. Live in a house and eat foreign food. Those are the things that she mm-hmm. wants to do, which is a very small contained dream that's very understandable when you look at her life and so it's not even it's like not surprising that she would be kind to this rich lady Mm -hmm. and it's not surprising that she would join in on this plot because she's like yeah you're though we have very different lives all you want to do is leave your like your oppressive state that you had no choice in to live an ordinary life that no one pays attention to you in. Mm-hmm. So in like a way, it's like they're two sides of the same coin, which is another like clever sort of narrative sort of, you know, drift where she goes in thinking, oh, this is just going to be some spoiled rich lady. No. And then it's like, oh, no, this, that's not the case of what's happening here. And I just, I just thought it was like, it is a very long movie. I need to say this. But it doesn't feel like it. But it, you are in it to win it the whole time. It it clicks along, man. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, wait. Like, I I had every intention to split up my watching between the two days. I was, because I um, started watching it after we did our live yesterday. And I was like, I can't do this. I have to be at work at EDM. No, I watched the entire thing. I was like, oh, (laughs) I guess it's one. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. it's uh, it's so good it's, it's I, incredible. I can easily say it's one of if not my favorite Korean movie mm. Mm. and you've watched mm. a lot you've watched mm. a lot of Korean films well yeah in the horror realm we have to be clear this isn't a horror no, but I'm saying relative, like but, my, yeah. all the movies that I've watched yeah. mostly are like in yeah. horror. And that and it's like, yeah, yeah. And this is very much a psychological thriller. thriller. Yeah, yeah. And it's got this like really nice, like um, kind of like old school crime, like drama, like noir vibe. Yeah, to it. yeah. Like almost like a like crime like novel as opposed mm. to just like a crime show. It's got like the a novel aspect to it, which I guess plays into like the the books and stuff and mm. i mean yeah Go, going in when you're being told like yeah the creepy uncle guy he's just a book collector and he just <laughs> sells forged book books yeah, that's, he's trying it's to make like, money by forged books like mm-hmm. oh those types of books that he makes his niece read that's super creepy and not just let me be specific i won't get into real detail but like it's not simply just reading okay there's some Mm. performance aspects with this Mm -hmm. as well some of them are obvious that are actually occurring other parts you wonder if it is just in the man's imagination that's the part that i wanted to put an asterisk on like i couldn't quite tell there was a bit that I was like, is that yeah. for reals or not? Like, I, I couldn't really tell. also thought that, like, maybe they were also playing it and, like, might not be real. And it might be, like, just her fragmented memories because of the mm-hmm. PTSD, mm-hmm. too. Um, because she had to, like, she started so early doing stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. they, he enforced it when 
she was basically learning Japanese. Like, yeah. uh, yes, there's just a lot. <laughs> I mean, that is the horror part of the the movie is the uncle and what he does to her. But yeah, so I will say that aspect of that is tough. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, there are a lot of trigger warnings for this movie, but yes. that is that section is it's difficult to watch that part. It really is. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, when she's younger and stuff, it's really hard. Hopefully the filming conditions weren't traumatic for her. But the, the actress has continued to act since then. So mm -hmm. I think she survived okay. Hopefully. <laughs> this. Uh, this feels like the type of movie, like you occasionally watch a movie that has a child actor where you're like, that kid didn't go to the premiere of this film. No. Well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I didn't look probably to see not. who it was. Um, she's only 18 this year, so oh, wow. she would have been, um, I just looked her up. She so she'd been, been like, third, what is the year? What is, uh, she was born in 2005. 11. So she would have been 11 years old when making this film. Hmm. Uh, her name is Jo Eunghyung. And she's been in quite a lot of stuff as like just small, small parts. Hmm. Like a lot of, you know, dramas and movies as like guest role, bit parts small you know just roll um, you, you know what this also reminded me of and this is like a little side thing <laughs> it reminded me of that one tweet that one person did when um what's her name kim terry oh was in the drama <laughs> like as far as her not being adult enough or whatever no, no she was like, like oh, oh my god this is like they're talking about whatever drama that was what what it, let's let let's figure this out Kevin Derby was, was it 2521? Yeah. She, like, someone tweeted with, they were like, oh my god, this is like Kevin Derby's first, like, kiss in any drama kiss. movie. And then we were, like, I just remember Jesse and I were like, are you sure about that? Are you sure, <laughs> are you sure? about that? Are you sure like, about that? I kept, um, like, seeing, like, she don't be tweets kissing. about it. You're like, um, she does a lot more in her first yeah. movie. Yeah, like a lot more. Oh, summer time. Also, it's really funny if people are unaware. So, like, if you are new to the Korean entertainment scene, you must become aware of the fact that Korean films have a much different content <laughs> code. Yes than yes. the dramas have and even the dramas there's cable dramas and there's like you know basic tv so like there's even different like kiss rules and all types of stuff right but yeah. when it comes to film you must understand no rules no, <laughs> no rules you see like, all like if it wasn't even rated nc-17 it was only rated r no <laughs> rules <laughs> <laughs> Would this have gotten released to the public in the West? It would not have <laughs> at all. <laughs> they would have cut out big. Parts. It would have definitely been NC seventeen in America. It would have oh, gotten. Yeah. I think it was. It was shown in theaters in Quebec at least. Um, I could see it because Quebec least don't care. Film festivals for sure. Yeah. The way that like film ratings Especially work with, is yeah. if if something is rated PG thirteen in America in Canada it'll be rated PG. And in Quebec, it'll be rated G. That's kind of how. <laughs> That's weird. 
it's usually like done so specifically here that like it doesn't actually make any it makes sense and like a pure like straightforward way like you're like if we were doing this on like vibes it wouldn't be that but yeah, like right it'll be it's like, like immediately if it has drugs it's thus. this yeah. yeah it's so stupid like it the rating stupid. system the rating system in america is ridiculous. but that is to say this movie would have a high rating it would have a high rating. Yes. Yeah. It would, it would yeah. still be rated R in Quebec, is what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. But it would just be funny for someone to, like, you know, they're vibing with the typical Korean drama type stuff. And then they're like, The Handmaiden, I heard it was a good time. It's like, no for yes, what you no. ask let's watch with <laughs> my parents yeah do not watch okay. with your parents like listen do whatever you want I'm not gonna tell you oh, your yeah, business but like, but like so so has Mama Joe watched it no hell no, <laughs> no and, and not because of what you think it's not be, but my mom would not be phased by lesbians going down on each other okay she would not care she can't take tense thrillers because oh. they give her anxiety. So everything else about it, she'd be like, I can't watch this. I'm sorry, I can't watch this. And it, it would not be the, like the lesbian. She'd be like, oh, that's good for them. <laughs> good for them. Like, good for them. But like, other one, no. No. No, 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 no. Mama Joe would not be able to handle anytime there's like tense music playing. Mm-hmm. She has to get up and walk out of the room like watching something. <laughs> So, no, she can't. Not the sex stuff. The other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And what I was saying, like, I know this movie as it is could not be drama form. I'm just saying the the tension, like, if you Mm -hmm. had more time, you could Mm -hmm. be really milking that tension even more as, like, the the double crosses unfold and stuff. Like, there could be more there. If there was, like, a Korean version of HBO... They could yeah, like, yeah. They could make it into a drama if there, but it or had a mini series like, or whatever. Yeah, because like, then you could have the time to explore yeah. like the tension even more, essentially. Yeah, but it would have to be like an HBO style. Like even if this was like if made in the West, it would be made by HBO. Yeah, it would be you like know, HBO like, or like, like, something. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 be what, real. Whatever we call those network television hates lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> Hates them. Hates them. Especially when they're having fun. Yeah, especially when they're not being, you know. Just prim and proper. Lesbians enjoying each other as sexual beings. Primetime TV is like, absolutely. What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. In fact, actually, like, even, like, in in the West, like, just movies in general. Mm -hmm. This movie will be rated NC-17 because. Because. The, the lesbians aren't violent. Like, it's not violent sex. It's pleasurable happy. And, like, they're like, that's kind of thing. Pornography. Like, <laughs> get fucked. Just. Uh-huh. Well, and it, or don't, like... you know? Don't. Never do. Just make everything, every woman who passes you just dry up and say, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Get that attitude out of here. But really, like, if if you think of it, if it was instead of a lesbian couple, if it was a straight couple, it's like, oh yeah, the West would be like, oh okay, that's oh, fine, yeah. that's yeah. cute. Oh, <laughs> Let's so release that. that. 
<laughs> but also the way the women do like stick it to the man and yes. go about their business that like that funny. would not sit well <laughs> no. no you can't have women win you can't have women win what are we talking about and only the men lose honestly if it was like a western they would have made it so that they would both have killed themselves yeah they would have committed yeah. suicide not escaped on a boat yeah. they would have been caught or they would have committed suicide like that mm-hmm. those would have been yeah. your two options yeah, yeah. They oh it's they po- and they'd be like it was poetic and no shove and that. type stuff like no you no. know what you know you know what's a poetic justice having some fun kinky sex on a boat that's poetic yeah. for these people and, you know cross-dressing and then that yeah. thank you that, okay and i gotta say that cross-dressing disguise good that was it's actually really good, good. Cross-dressing yeah disguise. yeah like because yeah. she was rocking as far as, between between the two of them you'd guess like oh the like servant character would, would be, be the, the one, one to like dress no. as a dude. No, no, no the heiress pulled it off. Listen, the servant character already has a passport. <laughs> it's the heiress who needs a passport to get out of the country. And I actually, I did really enjoy how they actually tied the passport thing together because when you first introduce the like the main character, Kim Tae-ri's character, she says, by the time, like, I don't know how to read, but by the time I was like 10, I knew how to forge like jewelry and silversmiths mm-hmm. and seals and stuff. And then it ends with her taking the dude's passport and showing how she like forges his passport into a new passport for, you know, the heiress. So yeah. A plus. Like, and actually how they did it was kind of fascinating like i was like yeah that is how you would forge a passport back <laughs> in the day. like oh also so there was a moment where i was kind of because it it was a moment in the movie that it wasn't really tense but you're like what's she gonna do so it's when the heiress is they, they just kind of like they made the maid go to the mental institution like so they're they're going through this mm-hmm. the paces of this and they're eventually going to like her and the con man are going to supposedly escape to whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're plotting like, okay, we're going to go to Japan and you're going to have to marry me again. Whatever. So then she puts some opium in his drink and you're watching how much of it she's choosing to put mm-hmm. and then it cuts away. And they've already explicitly explained one yeah. drop does this, two drops does that. The whole vial will kill you. So, like, the whole time you're like, did she put the whole thing in? Did she just do those mm-hmm. two drops? What the crap did she do? So, like, you're waiting yeah. on it, and then finally it's like, oh, he woke up. That's just too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, dang it. And then, then you're like, wait, you know what? That's fine. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually, I like this better. I like this Also, better. I also prefer to believe that they somehow purposefully like ratted him out and got those dudes there in order for him to be dragged back. Like well, they made sure that happened somehow. Like, okay. They don't show so, any of that. They didn't show any of that, but it did tie in. So the, the, the two people, the three people that she like is in her little con man crew Mm-hmm. do show up to like break her out of the insane oh, yeah, yeah. asylum as part of the plot right so, so clearly they've been read into this plan as well yeah like, i feel like there were machinations happening so like yeah. I, 
So I prefer it might to have believe. been Becky doing it, you know, like because yeah. I feel like she would have read them in on the whole situation. Like the con man tried to con us too. Not today. I just thought of something that I think is just like really great. Like in the very beginning, he comes in and he's like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to play it. Like he did, like he literally just comes into their like, well, operation Mm -hmm. is like, this is what we're going to do. This is the con and this is stuff. And it feels so just majestically royally. Like just like, it just crashes and burns. And yet the women who work with the women, like all just get this like, really very detailed like thing done and all the elements work really well and everything goes perfectly and like nothing happens not nary a hitch to be seen like they're like level-headed can you please do this okay cool all right oh yeah i remember that you can do this so i'll like i'll put you on this (laughs) yeah they don't mess around like the men are absolute fucking clowns like, but that's, that's what's so great about it, right? Because mm-hmm. not only do we as an audience know they're clowns, we know that they think they're the smartest person in the room at all times. And they think like, oh, these dumb women, like, because so, there's no world in which he doesn't immediately double cross the heiress and steal all her money. Absolutely. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. no world that he doesn't do that. And she knows this because she's not stupid. Like, like everyone treats her like she is and one side note i just wish to point out because sometimes this type of story it can be thought like oh wow send somebody to a madhouse like that that wouldn't happen here that did happen in the west too like if, if you're unaware that happened often to women if they yeah, were just no. if, if a man was tired of a woman in any respect she's gone like and the did, Charles, did Charles freaking Dickens even do that to his wife? Absolutely yes. he did. So, like, mm-hmm. it happened like, a lot. Like, oh, darn, they have hysteria because they got mad at me for probably being a terrible person. Well, hysteria. Often, often it was like, how dare they backtalk me? Yeah. And then they're just going to make them go away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just I just wanted to put that, like, little cultural aspect there. If you're Because I wasn't really aware for a while about... Mm-hmm that type and then when i ran across i was like it's the huge history of that like no just know yeah. that that's that literally is the plot of jane Eyre, right like yeah that's mm-hmm. literally jane Eyre, thematic wife jane <laughs> yeah. like, uh, there, there's a there's a podcast um i forget what it's called but they they came up with thematic wife it's a uh, fuck boys of history of literature oh yeah of history. yeah it's a very good one um but yeah thematic wife you'd be like no actually no actually she was right she was right to burn him in his sleep like (laughs) another thing that i so like i wonder how like old white dudes received this film (laughs) (laughs) i don't think there i don't think that this is a film made for men (laughs) the imagination so I don't think it matters how they received it because this wasn't for them. I I, I know, but like since that's often the dudes are often, especially you know, they're kind of the voice of critics, right? Like as far as yeah, film critics or whatever, right? So like it just made me think of how would they have reacted because that's always like 
what it's been, right? Yeah. How do they react? Well, it does. It does have a ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So well, there you go. Uh, they apparently did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, but you know, like before Rotten Tomatoes, I'm just you know back in yeah. the day, no. it was always you kind of had that singular voice as being the critic to have a claim on something. Mm-hmm. At least back but, when we were growing up, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, back, back in the day. I, I got. I got it. I'm now on Rotten Tomatoes, so I just got it. I just Google it to see and. Um, Let's just say the language used by male critics and the language used by female critics, very Jurassic. different. Yeah. Oh, really? So the one four said, out of five on uh, RogerEbert.com. Um, I mean, so, like, one guy writes, like, talking all about the director and how good the director is, but then he calls it uh, a, an overwrought sexual melodrama. Oh, God. But then then the next, the next review is is from a woman and it says is a lush silken erotic disturbing beautifully photographed drama of betrayal and passion that's exactly what it yes. is <laughs> yeah like overwrought how dare they have emotions and do things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was more like i was just me. thinking that dudes would watch it and they'd be like how dare the women like even if even if it's a subconscious thing, I really think that it would still, you know, it'll still be like, oh, there's something kind of wrong with this movie. It's not quite right because mm-hmm. they won't even be able to put it into words because they can't freaking figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, to be honest, I don't even know why I'm looking at these reviews. I don't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> And neither should you while watching The Handmaiden because I think it, well, it really says they don't matter. It's just always funny because like gender being a social construct and all that stuff and it's just like mm. but no, gotta always keep the women under our thumbs because that's the yeah. thing to do in patriarchy. Boo. 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 Yeah, boo! <laughs> Those are the rotten ones. So, ladies, do we have any final thoughts about The Handmaid before we sign off? Go watch it, especially this month, you know? Yeah. It works out. Let's go lesbians! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even rewatch it, because, like, you you ladies rewatched yeah. it and really enjoyed it. The rewatch was great. Which is, like, really great for, like, a a movie that is, like, a lot of it is that, like, oh my gosh, that just happened. And even with the knowledge, it's still, like, a fantastic movie to watch. I think you just pick up so much more. And just, like, it's just so visually stunning. I think that's also, like, an added thing. Like, you just watch it and you're like, I just love the way that, like, they set up this shot and the way that they're playing with, like, the scenery and, like, you know, just out them out in the forest those times. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's beautifully filmed, beautifully acted, beautifully written, um, and it's kind of just an absolute perfect perfection put on film. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. perfect. It's, I couldn't think of any way to make it better. No. Honestly, like, yeah. And it's I will say, wonderful. so, like, the sexual content aspect, given that it is set in the 1930s, like, that makes it even more fascinating, right? 
Because, like, mm-hmm. it's never been that there was a time period in history that people didn't have yeah. sexual relations, also, right? Like, that's always okay. been. Lesbians yeah. have always been. But I'm just saying, as far as, like, since it is the historical backdrop of, it was even more unspoken to do things, you know, like, mm-hmm. for lesbians to be in relationships. like So, like... It's cool, like, the fact that it's historical, too, kind of makes it even more fascinating no. when they put it in that. And, as we talked about, and we didn't really go into it, because, like, but the Japanese-Korea relationship thing, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it is a fascinating aspect of it, and it even kind of goes a little bit more into that with just a couple things that are said, because it's obvious that the bad, bad dude... He, even though he's Korean, he doesn't want to be Korean. Like so, there's mm-hmm. there's aspects of that that are yeah. they don't go super deep into it, but they go enough that it's definitely an aspect of the film that they're trying to make some statements with that. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I I highly highly recommend it. It is not for everybody because so like we just said yes. with Mama Joe, some people can't do the thriller. No, no. aspect. Uh, but if you can, a plus. Mm-hmm. Four do, do, do not watch with little children around. Yeah, no, there's explicit lesbian sex <laughs> yeah. and also just explicit creepiness. So <laughs> yeah, just do not. Yeah, just, uh, not not yeah. And ma- literally, ma- and maybe not, not in a, maybe not at a public forum. Like maybe not when you're like on a plane. Yeah, this definitely isn't one that I would pick to watch on one of my epic train rides. That's yeah, sure. no. uh, not not the choice. You're you're not reaching for that to put on your download thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not putting that. That's not one of my options that I leave for myself while on my 18 hour train ride. That's, that's, uh... Anyway, this has been another episode of the Hit List. Bless Sky. Hitless Bless Sky, who joined us. She joins us occasionally. We'll, we'll get her. We'll get her. We'll get her back one of these days. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to us. Um, and you can listen to us wherever podcasts can be found, and also on YouTube, uh, where all of our episodes that we've ever done are all there and in their YouTube podcast thing now, which is like a thing that they have now apparently. Um, so you can listen to us pretty much there, but if you want like links and time codes, everything we talk about, you have to go to uh, certifiednudens.com, our website, and there will be, you know, the every episode also has a blog post that details all of that stuff, and you can even listen to it on the website. We make it so easy for you to listen to us, I swear. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash certifiednudens to become a certified fam family. They're our family on the web, and we just think they're A+, plus, the tops. Um, and you know, we have live streams too. We do live streams every week over on YouTube. So you They're should so much fun. check them out as well. Uh, anyway, we hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, as always, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask, especially people who are dealing with the, the wildfires and the smoke and everything. Uh, take care of yourselves and keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.